0: As always, I feel the need to say thank you all for uh, enduring me. Um, I know I'm not Scott, and um, it's always a pleasure and an honor to stand before you all. Uh, And I count it all joy. Uh, I enjoy being here. I enjoy being able to serve um, in this capacity, uh, but also in all the other ways that I am able. And so thank you, St. Michael's, for receiving me. Uh, for being my family so far away from home uh, and thank you for making space for me uh, to be a servant here at St. Michael's. Uh, So there is a word uh, from the Lord today. A couple of weeks ago, oh and excuse my jacket, I know this is totally out of custom for St. Michael's. (laughs) Uh, But I figured since I was wearing a t-shirt I might as well Snazz it up a little bit. Uh, so, uh, we have Tony Investments, so I was like, I can't be outdone. <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Stan Lee, who was probably one of the most influential individuals in popular culture, uh, passed away. Stan Lee was the creative genius behind the Marvel Universe. He um, and longtime collaborators like Jack Kirby and Steve. Ditko created, co created, co-created, and supervised the creation of many, if not most, of the most endearing superheroes of our time. There is Spider Man, the, the Hulk, the Fantastic Four, Thor, Daredevil, and my childhood favorite any guesses? X-Men. Spider-Man. X-Men, right there. There we go. Steve knows me, he knows me well. Many of us have endured or delighted in the dominance of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, which has brought many of our favorite characters to the big screen. The MCU, as it's called, has been nothing short of a cultural phenomenon. Uh, multiple franchises collapsing into each other and hit after hit after hit. Uh, This past February, lightning struck again in a bigger, more dramatic way uh, than anyone might have imagined. The Black Panther remains the highest grossing film in the franchise. It even exceeded the franchise's Avengers series sequel released later that year, this year, I should say. Personally, I saw it three times. Set in the fictional African nation Wakanda, and led by Fruitville Station and Creed director Ryan Kugler. Um, Ryan Kugler is producing the Creed II um, movie that's in theaters now. Um, we went and saw it uh, because it was a, a reconnection of, of a really, uh, really important cultural uh, duo, and him and Michael B. Jordan. Um, which has been really great in, in some of what I'll talk about today. Um, but Black Panther, black Panther um, was a tapestry of Africana excellence. It celebrated blackness as beautiful, diverse, deeply tragic, and deeply human, and elevated one of the most iconic black superheroes of all time to his long-awaited and rightful place within the pantheon of MCU protagonists. As many a Disney movie before it, Black Panther hinges on the problem of succession. King T'Chaka has passed away and left his son to take his place as king of Wakanda and Black Panther. The protector of the realm and its secrets. The tension comes when T'Challa is challenged by his long-lost cousin, Eric, I use Eric because Killmonger seems so vulgar. <laughs> and uh, and he goes by Eric, so I feel we should call him Eric. <laughs> One of the most iconic moments of the film, forever uh, immortalized in the annals of Twitter, is when during the challenge ceremony, Eric bests T'Challa. As T'Challa scrambles to his feet, Struggling to even stand, Eric addresses the witnesses, shouting, Is this your king? T'Challa lunges and Eric strikes again. Is this your king? Then flinging T'Challa limps, T'Challa's limp body over a cliff and into a cascading waterfall, Eric coldly proclaims, Not. Nah. I am your king. The scene reminds me so much of our gospel reading this morning. Jesus, having been betrayed, captured, and peddled from one judge to the next through the cold night, having been struck across the face, humiliated, and falsely accused, arrives at Pilate. Pilate, the governor, of Israel, Palestine, and representative of Caesar asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Is this your king? However, in exchange for the malice held deep in Eric's challenge, Pilate seems to show true curiosity. He is in some ways at a loss. What problem does this man Jesus create for me if he is not challenging the authority of the empire. Indeed, even if he proclaims to be the king of the Jews, that only makes this a Jewish problem. This man whom the Jewish authorities uh, had brought to him as a heretic was beneath him. He existed beyond the social and societal concerns of the empire in another world entirely. Anthropologist Victor Turner, and if I interpret this wrong, Kathy can correct me, um, describes the spaces betwixt and between societies as liminal spaces. In liminal spaces, the boundaries that societies create among people are dissolved. Differences of gender, race, class, sexuality, ability, yield to a common human need to survive together. Turner argues that what is left after everything else fades away is something called communitas. That is the relationship of humans purely on the basis of humanity. I believe communitas, or something like it, is at the heart of the truth Jesus speaks about in response to Pilate's question. When you strip away all the things that separate us, when you choose weakness, vulnerability, and humility, the question of kings becomes nonsense, and the question of care becomes everything. You might call him a king, but I call him truth. You might call him a king, but I call him love. You might call him a king, but I call him Christ. And there's a hymn that says, In Christ there is no east or west, in Him no south or north, but one great fellowship of love throughout the whole wide world. In Christ shall true hearts everywhere their high communion find. His service is the golden cord, close binding humankind. Join hands, disciples of the faith. Whatever your race may be. All children of the living God are surely kin to me. In Christ now meet both East and West, in Him meet South and North. All Christly souls are one in Him throughout the whole wide earth. Beloved, in Christ there are no kings and peasants. Jews and Gentiles, men and women, or black and white. In Christ, we are one. Yet the challenge remains, how do we care for one another in this world, in this world that divides rather than uniting, that cuts rather than heals, that raises armies rather than raising children? What do we do? How do we respond? Jesus tells us to speak the truth, to love in the face of hate, to run to the margins, to be with the weak, and even to become like them ourselves. For God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. To be sure, this is not to deny that poverty or race or gender or sexuality or the diverse abilities exist. No, this is to say that our God exists in the space society pushes those folks into. God is in the in-between spaces. What Turner calls the liminal and what mystics call the thin. Our way is to seek the unique and common value. The dignity of all human beings. Because that is where we find ourselves. That is where we find God. That is where even the barrier between us and God, creation and creator, dissolves into nothing. In Christ, there is no in-between. There are no kings or serfs. All Christly souls are one in him throughout the whole wide earth. Amen.